human beings get satisfaction from helping other people. That's what feels good. So when somebody helps us, what happens is not that we like them more, it's actually that they like us more. Hey guys, it's Elena. Welcome back to 20 something. Happy Tuesday. It's a Tuesday when I'm recording this episode. So it has been exactly one week since I moved in to my new place in Chicago. It's been a big move over the past week, but it has brought up a lot of thoughts about the whole transition of moving to a new city, how to navigate it, how to make friends, how to get settled in, especially if you're moving to a new city where you don't know anyone. And I have so many thoughts that I wanted to put it together in an episode for you guys, for those who are either moving or thinking of moving to a new city. And I think the biggest thing I got from a lot of people when I kind of told my close family and friends that I was making this move is why? Like, why are you picking the hard option? Because I could have easily gotten um, a job in Toronto, for example, or in Vancouver or in Calgary, like somewhere closer to where I was living. Why do you pick the job that's in a completely new, like big, scary city where you don't know anyone and requires you moving to a new country? And I guess the answer to that is like, why not? Like, if you're not going to do that, and take opportunities like that when you're in your 20s, when are you going to do it? And I'm someone who I think I've learned the value of sometimes taking the harder route, not even necessarily the harder route, just the riskier route that usually leads to like greater return, return being the happiness and the career opportunities and the amount of personal growth that you get from making that bigger leap. Your 20s also obviously are like the perfect time to make a a big move like that because you're not you don't have less baggage you're not tied down by kids and a husband you're not like picking up a family moving them across the country and when you're young it's also like fairly easy to kind of hop around between different careers or different firms or different jobs I think if you don't make decisions like that when you're younger it's very rare that you're going to make them when you're older I would suspect that a lot of you guys listening when you're done school are moving to a new city because you go, let's say you went to university in a different city than the one you live in. Usually you're going to look for job opportunities in the big like metropolitan areas. So it's only natural that a lot of people are going through that same transition. Obviously it's only been a week, but I feel like even in the past seven days, I've picked up, not even picked up, I've jotted down a bunch of tips that helped me make the move First of all, easier for myself, smoother, and more fun for myself, more importantly. And that's what I want to share with you today. The first is to visit the city you're moving to for a few days before you move in permanently. So like do a separate trip, more like a little vacation, just a few days to explore before you actually make the move. So Chicago, for example, I had never visited in my entire life. Even though I already accepted the job, I made the commitment. Before my actual move-in date, I moved in in the summer. I scheduled a trip with one of my close girlfriends in May. We came for a few days and that gave me a chance to visit my office building. Um, My firm gave me a tour of where we were working. I got to meet a few colleagues. I got to tour apartments in person, which makes a world of a difference. Like seeing an apartment in person is so different from seeing the listing online. Sometimes apartment listings will have the photos taken when the building was brand new and staged and gorgeous and then you find out that it's like a 20 year old building that doesn't look exactly like the photos it's also great to meet the management of the building see what the amenities are like and just get the feel for the place like i know i have a feeling immediately when i walk into a room or when i walk into a building i can sense whether i can see myself living there or not 
And the space that you end up living in is so important. You want to make sure you love it. So I thought it was really important taking that trip to make sure that I got to tour apartment buildings in person. And I ended up finding like my absolute dream apartment that I love to death now. And like this apartment in the past week has already been the highlight of me moving to a new city just because I love my space so much. It makes me so excited. Another good thing about moving in advance, apart from the building itself, is get a feel for the neighborhood you want to live in. Again, whether it's safe, like what kind of people live in the neighborhood. So I know when I visited, I noticed that I'm living in River North in Chicago and walking around on the streets, I noticed that the demographic is like very, it's people's very similar to myself. So I noticed a lot of young working professionals like running on the sidewalks or like going on their like hawker walk to grab a latte or go to Whole Foods or whatever. And I loved seeing that there were people my age with kind of similar interests as me. So I knew that that would probably help make friends and in general getting a sense of what's around the area so I know it was important for me to have an apartment building where I could go on my morning walk like downstairs below my building and have cafes nearby and have restaurants that I like nearby and have bookshops and things like that like things to do in the area in order to be able to like take advantage of that lifestyle of walking everywhere I needed to have fun things and everything that I want to do within like a 15-20 minute walking distance of where I am so A lot of reasons to visit the city for a few days before you move permanently. In general, I think it just gets you more excited. Like if you get to visit the city as a tourist, you then will be so excited between that time period and when you move in, you'll be envisioning the things that you get to do. You'll have a sense of the space where you're going to be living so you can kind of plan out how you're going to decorate it, order any furniture. It gets you more excited overall. So I would definitely recommend doing that. And the added plus is like do it with a friend and then they can get excited for you. The second thing is when you're actually moving in, One thing that made a world of a difference for me was having a friend move me in. So my best friend, Sahara, was such an angel. She actually drove me all the way from where we live to Chicago with her car, like stuffed to the brim of all of my stuff, helped me move in, stayed with me for a couple days, helped me unpack. And that was so comforting. Like as much as I'm someone who loves doing things on my own, I'm so grateful that she came because if you're moving to a new city where you know no one, it's less daunting to have a friend with you, then like if you picture, if you're on your own from the very beginning, then you're really like, it's you yourself alone in a new city. And that can be scary for someone who hasn't done it before. Versus if you have a friend who moves you in, then it at least gives you one familiar variable at a time when every other variable around you is novel, is changing. Depending on the distance between you and where you're moving in, you could also, if you drive, like you could make a road trip out of it. So we had a ton of fun like bopping to Spanish songs in the car for eight, the eight hours that it took us to drive here. And that is now like a core memory that we'll always have. And I'm super grateful to her for that. So if you have amazing friends, see if someone's down to make a trip out of it and come help you move in. If you're moving to a big city, I love the idea of acting like a tourist in your own city at the beginning. Like, go out of your way to do the touristy stuff. See the sights, go to festivals, go to events. Get yourself excited about exploring a new place. Instead of just transporting your life and immediately getting into your everyday routine just in a new geographic location, spend a little bit of time vacationing in your own city and it'll make sure, like, the first few weeks that you spend in a new city are ones that you're going to remember the entire time that you live there. So you might as well make those few weeks memorable. And even if obviously the beginning, you will not necessarily have made friends yet. The touristy things are fun to do even on your own. So again, going to the, like see the 
touristy sites and going to festivals are things that you can do on your own and still enjoy them as opposed to like you know it's it's harder to go like clubbing or go to parties or something like that on your own would be a little bit less fun i know like in chicago one of the biggest ones on my bucket list for the summer is to go to the art institute of chicago i'm a huge museum girl chicago has an amazing museum and i definitely want to take advantage of that and like make it a little date out of it um and just take myself to the museum i actually have a list in my notes app of all the things that i want to do in chicago this summer and so many places saved on instagram instagram is such an underrated tool i would recommend to find fun things to do in your city i go on i'll look up not tourist pages but there are pages for specifically for like the restaurant scene in a specific city or like again tourist things to do kind of look up the name of your city on instagram and see what comes up or i'll look up location tags and i save them all to a folder on my instagram of like places that i want to go on top of instagram you could always ask locals for recommendations so people in your building people who you meet at cafes any kind of friends you make ask them for what they would do for someone who's in the city for the first time and jot down a little list and kind of make your way through it and that's a really fun way to get to know a city at the beginning one thing i'm so happy i did is moving to a new city during the peak season and by peak season i mean like weather wise and in terms of events and stuff going on find out what time of year your the city you're moving to kind of thrives and comes alive and move during that season because again you want to make sure that the first period of time that you spend in a new place is the fun one like I did not want to move to Chicago in the dead of winter when it's freezing and windy and like all the awful things I've heard about Chicago weather I wanted to move in the summer because I've heard from so many people that Chicago lives in the summer that that's when the weather's nice that's when people go out on boats go to the beach there are lots of events during the summer so I wanted to make sure that I had happy memories at the beginning and that I wasn't moving at a time that would kind of be miserable and and harder to have fun not saying that it's going to be miserable here but after a transition you want the beginning of your experience to be the highlight it's the same kind of idea as like making a good impression when you meet someone for the first time i also read this somewhere that our brains are more likely to remember the begin the very beginning and the very end of an experience or of an interaction more than everything that happens in the middle so as long as you get off to a good start and create an exciting first couple weeks and then the same way celebrate in the last couple weeks before you leave a place then you're more likely to retain good memories of that entire experience as a whole the same way like let's say you're interacting with somebody or you're in an interview you want to make a really good impression at the very beginning and then you want to make a really good impression when you're ending it off and then that person at the end of the day is going to have like a, a fond memory or think positively about that interaction Another thing I wanted to talk about, making friends. Making friends is probably one of the biggest concerns that someone in their 20s would have moving to a city where they don't know anyone. I know like it was something at the back of my mind was wondering where and how I'm going to make friends. I'm not someone who's naturally good at making a lot of friends. I've had the same friends since I was about 14 years old and I'm super lucky to have them, but I'm not like the best at going out of my way to make friends. I tried to make a conscious effort when I got here to go out of my way more than I usually would to be social, say yes to new things, and make friends just because I know the longer I go without being around people, I'll get addicted to it. And then I'm, I'll get addicted to spending time alone and then I'll never make friends. I also think it was important for me coming to Chicago to make friends outside of work. Granted, the people who you're starting work with, let's say you're starting at your firm with a starting class of people similar in age to you from similar programs, doing the same job, 
those are the easiest people to make friends with because you're going through a shared experience where it's super easy to make a bond and you see them every day. But I know for me, just to have the separation between work and social life, I didn't, I don't want work to be my entire life in depth. There's definitely a risk of that going into consulting. I wanted to make sure I was making friends outside of work. And a few things that I've found super helpful. The first, the most effective, efficient way ever to make friends is to make connector friends. So a social connector is someone who is extroverted, like a natural social butterfly, who's happy to introduce you to their friends and to their friends and to their friends of friends. I, for example, had a single friend when I moved to Chicago. Like I literally knew one person and he was a godsend for me because he is a social butterfly and was happy to introduce me to all of his friends. It brought me along with him the first weekend and I met so many amazing people from it. He knows who he is if he's listening to this, but that definitely I found helpful. The other thing is to say hi to everyone, be nice to everyone in your building who you see. So especially if you're in a building with a, other people similar to you, say hi to everyone, be nice, don't be afraid to ask for help and hang out in common areas. So in my building, I chose it largely for the amenities, the lounge and the rooftop pool and the arcade and things like that. And I spend a lot of time in those areas. I actually barely spend any time in my apartment unit because even if I'm not going out of my way to talk to people, it still gives you the illusion of being around other people so you don't feel as alone. I hope that makes sense. On the point of not being afraid to say yes to help, this, and I know damn well that there are people listening who are exactly like me who are hesitant to ask for help or like declining help because you like the feeling of the independence or knowing that you can do things on your own. I get that. Trust me, I understand that. And that has its time and place. But when you're in a new city and you're trying to meet people, don't be afraid to ask for help or say yes to help. Because I read this in a book somewhere. As much as we feel like if somebody helps us, we will like them more, that we will get an attachment to them. It's actually the other way around. Human beings get satisfaction from helping other people. That's what feels good. So when somebody helps us, what happens is not that we like them more. It's actually that they like us more. By saying no to someone who's offering to, let's use the example of someone's offering to help you bring your furniture from the lobby up to your apartment building. You saying no is not helping them. And if anything, you're just foregoing an opportunity to strike up a conversation with someone new and make a friend. The last tip that a lot of my friends gave to me before I moved was to use apps. So things like Hinge or Bumble BFF, that's the friend version of Bumble the dating app, could be a good way to meet new people if you're not finding yourself naturally meeting friends. But I think of Hinge and Bumble BFF, I would recommend the latter, assuming that what you want is friends and not a boyfriend, but do your thing. One of the biggest parts of moving for me has been furnishing my apartment. I know that when I packed up my house, in preparation to move, my strategy was in order to bring, to have to ship and transport as little as possible, I got rid of half of my stuff. I took it as such an excuse to basically do a massive deep clean. I got rid of half of my closet. I donated it. I barely took any furniture. I really left everything. And the only thing I moved is like what fit in Sahar's car when we were driving up here. So naturally, when I got to my new place, furnishing the apartment has been a big like task. Even after a week, I feel like I've been shopping for furniture and setting things up every single day and I'm still nowhere near being done. But I actually love it. Like I get an odd amount of satisfaction from decorating a new space and making it mine. I think it's so much fun. Like have fun making your space something that makes you happy especially if you're moving to a new city and you're now going to be living alone 
Um, let's say in the past you've lived with roommates or something. I personally haven't. I lived alone for the past few years, but still moving to a new place, I'm my style is constantly evolving. My taste is constantly evolving. So I wanted to sit down and say, okay, like what is my taste right now? What do I like? What's going to make me happy? And I wanted my space to be a reflection of who I am right now. Like as an example, the very first things I had in my apartment, I had an empty box of an apartment, like my little studio downtown Chicago with zero furniture, but I still made sure immediately that I stocked it with bottles of wine and a stack of my favorite books in the corner because those things represent my personality and I think of them as decor. Like I think of my wine bottles and my books as props like decor in my apartment that I always want here and like they're just little things that make me happy when I see them. So have fun making your space your space. For You can make a vision board, for example, like save inspo on Pinterest or on WeHearted or on Instagram, make a vision board with like color codes and materials that you want to use, plan it out instead of buying random pieces that you like and hoping they look good together. I feel like that never works. Be more mindful about how you're going to design the space and what furniture pieces you actually need and then what decor you actually need before you go out and buy it because if you go out and just buy anything that you like, there's a very small chance that it's actually all going to end up looking good together in your apartment or you'll buy way too much and it'll end up being cluttered. So that's what I tried to do. For furniture, most of my stuff I got from Wayfair, from Ikea. Ikea is a really good like affordable option for furniture. Um, or even Facebook Marketplace. I had never used Facebook Marketplace before and a couple friends suggested it and I found like a gorgeous brand new dining table with like this clean cut of wood on the top and a super modern bottom and I love it to death. So look around places like that. Those are the three that I would recommend assuming you're in the US. I'm happy with how my place is coming along so far but it definitely needs more work. I am just happy that I found a place that reflects my style so closely like the floor to ceiling windows it's very modern i love the view my favorite thing ever being in a new city or being in a big city sorry is seeing the lights of like skyscrapers late at night or even the sunset like in between the skyscrapers when it's getting close to golden hour i think is so gorgeous i remember on the first day that we got here we had driven eight hours up from close to Toronto, down to Chicago. We get here after this long ass drive. I go say hi to my building management, my landlord, pick up the keys. And we walk upstairs to see the apartment. It's on the 16th floor. And my friend opens, grabs onto the handle and opens the door. And I walk in and it was my first time seeing it since I visited back in May. And I got so excited that I scream at the top of my lungs. Like when I tell you I screamed bloody murder, like loud. And this is because I'm someone who is, it is impossible for me to keep my emotions inside of my body. Whether I'm sad or mad or happy, like whatever I'm feeling is going to show. I'm, that's my one of my biggest flaws and also something I love about myself is that I cannot conceal my emotions. I scream at the top of my lungs. Sahar freaks out, stops me. She's like, holy shit, bro. Like that was too loud. You can't do that. Inevitably, three minutes later, I get a knock at my door. My building management is there and they go, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like I just got excited. I'm so sorry for the noise. They're like, okay, excitement is something we can deal with. And it turns out, and I feel so bad that I made a bad first impression with my neighbors, but it turned out that my neighbors heard the scream and got so worried because it was so loud that they called downstairs and were like, oh my God, somebody's getting hurt up on the 16th floor. You have to go up there. And it was just me screaming because of how excited I was. But I love that, like, my point is chase, like, people and places and experiences that make you feel excited like that. Never again in your life, that's a lie actually, there will be lots of opportunities in your life 
where you'll get to do things that make you crazy excited. Hopefully for the rest of your life, you'll have experiences like that. But especially when you're young, don't be afraid to take the leap, try something new, go somewhere new, and just chase the things that make you excited. My biggest thing is I hate the idea. My biggest fear is other than not fulfilling my potential, I think in my life, my biggest fear is being stagnant. I fear the idea of not making progress in the sense of being the same person always, being in the same environment, doing the exact same thing with the exact same people, seeing the same things every single day. It's the same reason I travel. It's the same reason I have pretty big career ambitions is I want to do a lot of things. I want to try a lot of different careers in my life. I want to live in a lot of different places. I want to meet a lot of new people. And I'm, I change so frequently. I'm a different person every single day that it would terrify me to be in the same spot all day. So yeah, moving to a new city, moving to a new country to chase some job isn't the safest option. It's definitely a challenge, but I'm so happy that I did it. And I'm so proud of like anyone else who's listening, who's doing the exact same thing. Like that is so cool. That's how you're going to create the funnest memories, things that you'll remember for the rest of your life. And you're going to put yourself in a position to come across opportunities that you would have never, that would have never fallen in your path if you had stayed in the same place your entire life.